What's up, y'all? This is episode number 271 of the Homeroom with Smooth podcast, and I got with me Amanda Holly. How are you doing? What up, what up? What up, y'all? You know what I'm saying? R&B hey, singer. You know what I'm saying? She does, uh, you play, you have a five octave range. You play violin, right? Okay, <laughs> hey, hey, I'll be, I'll be trying to remember. Um, and, and then you're also, you're a songwriter, mm-hmm. you know, you're credited on, uh, Different, like, movies, right? Mm-hmm. You have movie credits and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also play the keys, piano. And play piano. Um, so, yeah, I'm a Gemini, and that explains that, I think. <laughs> the whole violin slash R&B urban music situation, mm-hmm. kind of combining those. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a lot of great artists that are Geminis. Yeah, we're a pretty good sign, I think. You know, there's some... some, some uh, some more interesting Geminis than others. You know, I'm a good gem. I'm a good gem. I promise. A good one. Mm-hmm. You sure? Mm-hmm. Positive? Yes. Um, and yeah, I did actually have the title track of a film, a movie that was on Showtime for two years and is actually getting picked up by other networks now uh, called Sharon123. And that was under uh, writer, director, um, Mark Brown, who's the creator of the Barbershop series, and that nice. was pretty cool. Because initially it was going to just be a few of my records, mm-hmm. and then I guess, you know, Holly, you know, they just fell in love. No, but they asked, could you do a title track? Mm-hmm. And that's when I teamed up with my girl, Cecily Wagner, who's a really mm-hmm. talented writer right here in L.A., um, as well as Davis Chris, who is... Uh, a really hot up-and-coming producer, um, mm-hmm. charting Billboard and stuff. Um, so, yeah, and we came up with that record, and it ended up being the the title track, and that was pretty crazy, um, and that was the start of it. And since then, I've had a lot of different films and stuff utilizing the music mm-hmm. and actually just did a cameo or, like, I guess technically it was a speaking role in my first SAG film. Um, nice. Thank you. Uh, in the winter before the strike, and then I have some film projects coming up where um, I'll be singing and acting in the films with some award-winning directors behind those. And for that, I'm very thankful. Oh, that's dope. It's kind of crazy. Dope. That's dope. That's dope. So um, it, do you find it different, um, like a different energy you have to tap into to like act versus sing? Or is it like all coming from the wow. same place? That's a solid question. Smooth. Okay. Hey, hey I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, so... For the acting side, that's always been a part of me as well. Um, I grew up um, around a lot of theater. Um, mm-hmm. And even the way that that kind of came out was just like kind of a crazy thing. But ever since I was a little girl, and I always wanted to be able to uh, be a triple threat, not in a way where, oh, I want to do it to be cool or like, you know, work more when I grow up or nothing, but just because I love the work and I respect it so much. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just always been a given to me uh, that I would work in all the mediums of performance art to the best of my ability. Um, but I do love both. I love, I mean, singing, music is just who I am. And it it's, it's so much a part of me that I couldn't stop it if I tried. And I feel mm. like acting is just like an extension of that. Because really, mm. all in all, we're storytelling and we're channeling right. emotions and we're you know, to be what I, what I've come to learn, I played a lot off and off, off Broadway as a little girl. Um, 
what I've come to learn is that in order to really be a great actor, um, actress, uh, whether it's stage or on camera, we really are not lying, but we're telling the truth, you mm. know? And I could express things sometimes in a scene, just the way I do it through my music, um, in a more real way than I can, even by having a conversation sometimes, you know, because right. it's hard to be vulnerable in such a crazy world. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's that's very, very true. Um, so in in song making, right? When when did you actually like put out your first record? When when was that? Like when oh when did you gosh. actually go, Okay, here's my first thing, like I'm talking first as like SoundCloud. First SoundCloud. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. I don't know. I had to be like a kid. Um, I think definitely teenager era and mm -hmm. it wasn't even my decision um so it's just one of the people that was giving me studio time and working on me with stuff was like just so kind that like he just loved the song and then just ended up uploading it um and it's just been non-stop ever since I guess although I have hundreds of records um thankfully uh with different levels of extremely talented producers that I work with. Mm -hmm. Some of them are Grammy nominated. Some of them are Oscar winning. Some of them have all of the above Emmy, Oscar, Tony, Grammy. Mm -hmm. And some of them are up and comers and on the way up and just mm -hmm. making incredible sonics that are going to affect the world. And I know that. So I have this catalog from ever since childhood, really. Mm -hmm. And some of the songs that are going to be dropping, say on like a third album, because I haven't even technically released the first album yet. Like we've just been dropping singles, but they're all a part of mm -hmm. the same project. Um, it's called the Holographic EP, mm. spelled like my name, H-O-L-L-E-Y. Um, That's nice. I, I, I like that. Well, um, I like that. That's thank cute. you. Okay. Well, it's more, um, I guess, reflective of my experience. Um coming from a pretty intense and trauma-ridden experience since birth, um, I've had to transcend um, the physical world. And I feel a lot of times like I'm bouncing between dimensions, you know, and like basically riding on the wings of angels mm. um, and coming from the streets to then finding myself in these miraculous situations I feel like, mm -hmm. in a way, I, like, flipped into another dimension. But we all have that experience in our own way because everybody goes through strife. Everybody goes through something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we really are in, like, a holographic universe. And I think the CIA.gov, if you all look on that, <laughs> there's actually a document. I don't know if you've seen it, Smooth. You should check it out. I'm not even trying to get... I told you I was not going to do controversial stuff because, like, I don't want to get us killed tonight, but... There is a document that actually says that the universe is holographic. Mm. It's it's nuts on CIA.gov. Hey, don't don't get me down a rabbit hole because I I'll go look <laughs> it up. I'll go look it up and be down there for a while. So like um. So those the the stuff that I wrote as a kid, honestly, is the most pure um to my innate soul energy and sound mm -hmm. like being like almost like traditional r&b soul um mm. but then i found other aspects of myself and was able to fuse the modern with 
the core of who I am. And as the albums drop, I'm going to be releasing like records that are like literally like one of them was given to me by my auntie. Um, my aunt went to Juilliard, discovered Stephanie Mills, wrote for her, co-managed her, got her in the whiz. Wow. Um, wrote a song that she divorced the lyrics from that song to write her own R&B musical, which is getting passed down to me. And that song, I've been singing it since I was eight years old, and we made a, a version of it. But the tracks were created, recorded to tape, mm. before I was even born. Oh, wow. And the crazy thing, Smooth, is like, I didn't even meet my dad until elementary school. And mm -hmm. then I didn't, so I didn't know that he was a songwriter. Like, he, my dad wrote for Sarah Vaughn, but he had, like, a lot of issues. Um, and I didn't know about that. And I didn't know that his sister went to Juilliard, my auntie. That's um, crazy. And the day I met her, she played me that song. And I said, and I cried. And that whole day was just, like, a blur for us, um, both of us. But, like, the minute I walked in the door, I said, I'm Amanda, I'm a singer. Because I found out that she did music, and mm -hmm. we went to, right over to the piano, and she got on the keys, and mm -hmm. I sang this song that I wanted her to um, send to my dad, record it for my dad, so that he would mm -hmm. maybe be in my life a little bit. And she starts crying, and then she plays me her song, and I'm like, I'm going to sing that. And all three foot tall, you know, Holly mm -hmm. is like, I'm going to sing that record, you know? Mm -hmm. And that song ended up leading me to my first co-manager, Phil Ramone, who was a 14-time Grammy-nominated producer. Because mm. he saw me singing it wow. in my auntie's show. Well, somebody saw me who passed the word to him. It was a long chain of events, but right. just crazy. Like, crazy, crazy. Um, and the music is, like, my testimony to my own personal journey. Mm -hmm. Um but I'm gonna take. I'm gonna have to take my listeners on a ride. I think because we're gonna we're gonna start with this first EP, and it's it's kind of a fusion between um, where where I'm at now and where I was growing up. Okay, okay. So art artistically, like because I know like like Spotify and um and Apple, they have that new like where it like kind of pops out 3D. You know what I'm saying? It allows artists to express more through their um through the album cover or whatnot. And I was wondering, like, are you going at, like, that holographic route with that? Are you, is that, that is like... crazy that you said that, because I was looking into that. Yeah, I definitely want to take advantage. For now, um, I've just done the best that I can. You know, sometimes we have songs that take us by surprise, and it's like, oh, we got to mm -hmm. drop this. And it's like, oh, dang, like, where'd that cover at? Oh, okay, oh. let's... Yeah, yeah, you know? that, that's, that, that's fine. I was just, I was just, I was just trying to throw that bug. Yeah, in no, here. I like for that. For the EP, for the EP, I'm like, if you do Hell that, yeah. that would be super cool. That's a beautiful idea. I gotta credit yeah. you for that. Yeah, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be super cool. That'd be super cool. I, I don't need the credit. Like, it, can, it, can just, it can just exist in this video. He's that humble, y'all. I'm, I'm super humble. I'm super humble. Like, I, 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 I love to just give away for free. Like, just like, cause it's not, it's not mine. It's not for me. It's for you. It's your story. Like, what, what do I need to be? That's credited how I feel about for? the music. Like, it's not even mine. It's, it's given to me and through me mm. for you for whoever's supposed to hear it and feel it the most you know it's kind of mm -hmm. interesting so what where was your favorite performance at okay this is such a tough question um you got all the hard questions um favorite performance uh it's really a toss-up smooth because they're so different so like your take 
There we can been... do top three. Okay. Um, top... I'll make it a little easier. Okay. Top three. So top three, I would say, well, the biggest honor I've had thus far in terms of performing mm-hmm. has been definitely playing and singing my own song that I wrote on the Steinway at Carnegie Hall. That's crazy. That was crazy. Um, yeah. Under musical director Myra McKinley for Earth, Wind, and Fire. And an event that was produced by Michelle Pascal, who's a spiritual uh, singer who has a book with Deepak Chopra. Like, it was crazy. It was, it was like my whole life just kind of made sense at that moment, (laughs) you know, because I wouldn't have even written the song that I performed that night had I not been through what I've been through. Mm -hmm. And then just to be the first person in my family on both sides, because my mom, my mom's was also a concert cellist, but she Mm. also had a lot of massive issues um but she went to manhattan school of music she's a genius like trained concert cellist like one of four out of five thousand people to go to her school full scholarship um wow so between her and my dad and then like family on both sides being doing music creating music nobody had ever played there and i think that night was also a first time at carnegie for for myron even though he was the md for earth wind and fire and mm-hmm. stacy lamont senor who was playing the drums who's toured with the jacksons like wow. it was his first time, so I was just like, my crazy. head was explode. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And absolutely it just, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that I can't even explain to you. I disappeared for that. Like it was just five minutes, you know, because it was just one song. But I literally, I felt like I was flying. So that was one. Um, I think my second. Oh, it's tough. Um, probably. Oh my gosh, move. Um, <laughs> playing, okay, so I've toured with Style Fashion Week for five seasons and for New York and LA Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done all these amazing venues, but I'd say like one of the coolest was the Pacific Design Center here in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had my dancers um, under dance director uh, Whitney Bazant, who is phenomenal choreographer she did the super bowl with j-lo okay um she toured with her she actually she choreographed for her and toured with her and was actually on the super bowl performance with j-lo um and worked for taylor swift and Mm. the girls dance at the vmas and everything and these girls tore it up and they had like three days notice um for the show i had never Mm -hmm. seen the choreo until soundcheck and they had fit changes that I didn't even know they had. And it was just insane. And there's like thousands of people, 5,000 people outside. Like mm-hmm. everybody's like, just, it was such a high. It was, it was just so, so surreal. And then I'd have to say, dang, I don't know. This is really tough. <laughs> even like the other night I did one for breaking hits and it was a surprise pop-up. So it was like. Oh yeah, you know, just a little surprise pop up, you know, do a little twenty minute set. Ended up being like twenty five minutes, but and just the energy in that room, just with all the artists and everything. Mm-hmm. I've played at Birdland. I've played all over New York. I, it's very, it's difficult, but I'd say that at least Carnegie Hall for me, um, and maybe Pacific Design. I, I think it's. <laughs> 
Gemini. I told you right. these little. Right. Um, so, hey, hey. But I got to ask these questions. I got to ask. The people want to know, okay? People want to know more about you. Um, oh, before I get too deep. So what's the A stand for? Oh, well, just, oh, Amanda. <laughs> I, I just had to do it. I'm just, <laughs> well, Amanda Holly. But if you want to go deep, I guess we could say Ascension. Mm, okay. Like when I was, two, you want to go really kind of, okay. When I was like two, two, three, I said to my mom, oh, because I heard something about Ascension somewhere and I said, oh, yeah, it's my time to do, to ascend. I, I definitely didn't say it correct, <laughs> but I was like, it's my time to ascend. Mama, can I be an angel? No, honey, like, there's no wings. Like, you can't have wings. What about when I die? <laughs> like, yeah. I was a weird kid. <laughs> if that was my child, I'd be dying. I'd be like, um, what you, what you, who, who been, who you been talking to? <laughs> let, let me first figure out that. <laughs> yeah, I was an interesting kid. I was always, like, just vibing off of what was happening in mm -hmm. the world Wanting to spread music, create music, and uh, I I didn't like suffering. That always kind of got me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's always tough. Um. Mm. So with with ride or die, okay. How was the process of making that record and putting it out and promoting it and you know what I'm saying finding success with it? How was that? Okay, so ride or die is is a crazy one because so my producer who, who the first producer who brought the song to me uh Corey Laws okay we've been working together since my debut single over at Tommy Boy Warner Brothers that record was called Feenin and we kind of grew a mm -hmm. little bit apart just because like Feenin moved so fast and then all these people got involved and like there was so much going on and then we finally started kind of working together again. I dropped a song called Faith Flavor with Corey. And mm -hmm. then he was like, remember that song I played you back when we did Fiendin? Mm -hmm. It was called Shotgun, Ride mm -hmm. or Die. And I said, yeah. He's like, you know, well, you know, we really want you to cut that record. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I freaked. Because at the time, when he first played it, there were like little like entanglements on the business side with it. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't the same as it is now because we rewrote it. I got involved. I wrote a bridge. Like Then we brought Chico Bennett in mm -hmm. as a co-producer who was a Grammy-nominated legend musician. Yeah. And he also got in on the writing. And we just, you know, we just amplified the original meaning of the song. But he was like, well, we got it. And like, you know, you should do it. You should do it. I'm like, yes. Like, I was just so excited. It was literally Grammy weekend mm -hmm. of... 23 like this past year mm -hmm. and uh i was like i feel like i need to do this record with chico so we go in we cut the record we went really really deep with it though like chico didn't want to leave any stone unturned he produced that vocal and so chico bennett actually produced for destiny child mm -hmm. taylor swift um you know he's he's madonna like he's phenomenal what he does right. and I'm so thankful that we were able to actually make that happen uh, so we went in we cut it and I just knew there was something like special about it because it was supposed to be mine 
mm. from the get. That, right. That's the crazy part, is that that song was supposed to be mine, and when I let go of it, it came right back to me. Mm. And then I was able to make it even more, you know, who I am, mm-hmm. you know, um, really exciting. And then the record came out, and I wasn't really expecting, because we had other things lined up to drop, and I wasn't expecting the kind of response it got, and the response was, like, so... Uh, overwhelming that we just kind of kept it going. We, we cut the video, full video mm-hmm. and everything. And then finally found out that it was on the Grammy ballot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know when this is going to air, but Ride or Die is officially on the ballot for the first round um, for best R&B performance and best R&B song. And I'm just so thankful for that because like, to be going from being a homeless baby from Newark with nothing and survive the things that I did to right. then being in Hollywood and being on ballots and performing at all. It's, it's amazing. It's, I'm, I'm really excited no matter what the outcome this year. And then we're just setting up for next year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That in holographic. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The holographic EP. These songs are all a part of that though. And mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like the progression is kind of like going just like the way my life did going from the streets to like this elevated, state of consciousness that I'm always trying to reach, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it feels like, you know, bouncing between third dimension and fifth dimension too. Mm. Cause it's like, you know, there's that part of me that like pulls myself through things right? by staying like as elevated as I can and as connected to the creator and the angels and oneness. And then there's that other part of me that's like, oh, you know, why is everything so dark? And, like, why is mm-hmm. everything so crazy? And why do you have to go through all this? And likes to do that whole little, that whole little, like, defeatist right. mentality. Right. And I feel like so many of us struggle with that, you know? Especially mm-hmm. with the way that the world is now. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely true. Um, And I noticed you mentioned, you mentioned, like, you started in Newark, New Jersey. Um, I, I just, I do want to ask you, like, how'd you, from... From there to New York to L.A., like, how how did that transition happen, you know, to get you here? So crazy. So Newark is where I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents, you know, they had their issues. Um, and like I said, I, I only saw my dad when I was an infant, and then I didn't see him until elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved around a lot as a kid, uh, sometimes with my mom, sometimes had to stay with other people in the family, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually meet my dad. Then I meet my auntie and my auntie starts showing me off to all her friends. Cause I was this little, from the time I was like three, four, five people asked me to sing and I'd just be, you know, mm-hmm. blowing and stuff. And then eventually by the time I'm like eight, nine, my voice sounded like I was 20, you know, it was really like weird. I was like this mm-hmm. little, <laughs> little girl with this big voice and singing around town and this is little school event or that little church thing or whatever mm-hmm. and people started to catch on and then I meet my auntie and I'm like well I'm already a singer because I'm singing that I'm singing for the state theater thing here mm-hmm. I'm you know on stage for that my mom also played in orchestra pips as a oh. ch- concert cellist well, that's, that's... when things were okay and she didn't have the money for a babysitter so she would take me so from the time I was three I would mm-hmm. sit in the orchestra pit with her and, you know, that's why I had my violin, like, 
literally I got my first violin because I, I went to one rehearsal. I saw everybody with the violin and I was like, I got to have my minds. And I got my first violin at two and a half. And her friend who was in the orchestra pit brought me to the Suzuki school where mm. they had all the preschoolers training on the violin. Mm. And when I would watch the rehearsals, yeah. I would try to mimic all the actors, the singers. I wanted to know everybody's lines. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this is my job. Like, that's my job. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll play down here, but I'm, I'm going to be up there too. Mm -hmm. So, me, and from there, kind of like once I, this, this big reveal of like my dad, I actually didn't even know that I was, this is crazy, but I didn't even know that I was black. Wow. Which is a twisted thing. Um, but when I met my father, I knew. <laughs> right. And then I understood other things like my hair, my, my skin. I'm a 3C curl, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, that did not come from my mama. Right. <laughs> oh, she, has, she has wild hair. She's Italian. So, she, yeah. you know, she's got a little something, but. And eventually, my auntie's like, okay, we got to get her in with uh, these this theater people. Because I was already doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in the orchestra pits with my mom, like the theater director would be like, oh, let's have her do this program over here. Let's have her do the kids program. Let's have her do this theater production, right. et cetera. So it was just kind of natural. And then auntie stepped in and a lot of people got wind of me, including the Juilliard prep director. Juilliard preparatory program is like for kids. And he integrated me with a lot of Juilliard teachers. Okay. So that was just, and then I ended up spending most of most of the weeks on the Upper West Side with my aunt because I'd have rehearsals for off and off off Broadway shows and stuff, and then eventually, mm -hmm. just the music thing. It was all music, and music brought me out to L.A. So, okay, okay. So, which city do you prefer, L.A. or New York? Ugh, See, this is the type of question that would get a girl killed. Okay. <laughs> I know. Um, this is a. How do I Gemini myself out of this? <laughs> um, so, both cities are amazing. I think it's really hard to choose, like, cause like, they're both mecca centers for the arts in the world. Right. Um, and I'll always be East Coast at heart. I think. Um, mm -hmm. Lately, it does feel like most of the community, most of the artistic community, is in LA. I know we also got a great community in Atlanta, Miami, Nashville. We were talking about Austin. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're everywhere. Um, New York still has a thing, you know. I did the summer back east, and that was great. Did a show, did some did some records, mm -hmm. did some events, um, and that was exciting. But um, I do find myself spending more time here, especially with the TV and film stuff going on, too. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say which one I like more. I love I love both cities the same. Okay. I'm allowed. I'm a Gemini, so I could. Yeah, you can. You can. One side of you likes in one side. It's okay. But it is amazing to me, like, just, uh, from my background and all the stuff I like. I'm an abuse survivor, you know, of every form of abuse since I was born. So it's like, to be coming from that, to then be in Hollywood is amazing. And then it's also like, yeah. okay. Things are starting to make sense to me now too, you know. Okay. Um, and then you have a you have a new record on the way, right? Yeah. So I got a new record. It's called Press Play. I'm very excited about mm. it. 
um, and it drops on the 10th of November. I'm not sure when that'll be, like, with the drop of this particular interview, but it's called Press Play. So, look, I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to look y'all in the eye. So, look, what you're going to do is you're going to go down to the description of the video. There's going to be a link to said song in the description of the video. Yeah, you okay. gotta click that. So that you go down to the link, you click the link. But after we finish the video, okay, don't go too far yet. All right. So, but anyway, <laughs> but um, with that being said, what's what's something what's something that you you enjoy about your fans? Like, um, what do I enjoy? I love well about my fans. Okay, I'm very very thankful for for the fan base that that has grown um for me. And around mm -hmm. the music, I'm very thankful for that. And um, it's just exciting to be able to share music because I think I was telling you before, I feel like like the music is not mine. To, mm -hmm. to like, like it comes from somewhere. It comes to me and it comes through me. And then I get to share it with the people that need to hear it mm -hmm. the most in the world. And to be able to do what music did for me for someone else is is yeah. like it's 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 the best feeling on earth. Um yeah. it's pretty amazing and I'm 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 really thankful for that. Okay. So yeah, um I did want to say this like in meeting you, I noticed like you have a very like warm like energy to you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're very inviting, you're very like personable and very cool. So I do want to like appreciate you for that. Aww. But then at the same then at the same time mm -hmm. like you seem like awfully like fearless in a way like is there anything like you fear like are you scared of anything like <laughs> oh goodness well i have ptsd ocd and anxiety disorder okay um actually cptsd so that's extra fun um and i think it's not about having fear or not having fear smooth it's like whether or not i let my fear run my life bingo okay but like i will be listen like there will be days when, and I'm sure y'all have had these days, where I just want to crawl under a rock and just hide from the world and cry my heart out and, oh, I'm done with this or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then there's always that part of me that's like, okay, Holly, like, let's go. Like, this is what you're here to do. And like, we're going to keep doing it. And when it comes to people and being hurt, betrayed, um, and in cases that I touched on earlier, uh, abused, et cetera, like, obviously mm -hmm. I'm terrified of it ever happening again. But at the same time, I've kind of been through like so much darkness that I'm not even afraid anymore. Like, because I've been pulled out of it so many times on the wings of angels that it's just like, okay, it's almost in a way, like when people want to act crazy or do something crazy mm -hmm. it's like okay thanks for letting me know that right now like and I don't want to change and and I know it's difficult because again we're in a really crazy world <laughs> right and it's it's filled with a lot of pain and trauma for so many people and children especially which is just like heartbreaking right but it's like okay we can't let the circumstances and the darkness of the world change who we are at our core because then we become a part of that vicious cycle. Right. Is yep. the way I feel. And I don't have to change who I am, you know. I let people reveal who they are to me. 
Mm-hmm. And then I make a decision. Am I going to allow this in my life or not? But like by being real and being who I am, I actually get to see that even sooner. Mm, There's things I'm looking back on and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so horrible what they did. Oh man. But like, wow, you know what? I'm glad I saw it when I did. And, and I refuse to change. I love people no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually love people just as much, if not more than I love music. I want to work mm. for children in the world. Um, and I want to use my platform to spread love, light, and positivity and empowerment and soul. So I can't do that if I let myself be affected. But it's it's tempting. It's tempting to close off, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. And you got to protect yourself. You got to be smart, you know? Sure. I have my, <laughs> I you know, I got my management. I, I have mm-hmm. my fail safe like you know and and i can i can cut off a, a if a person is coming the wrong direction like y'all like don't put up with nothing like don't put up with like any kind of red flag you see like that's it right right but when sense. it comes to like meeting people for the first time um i think everybody we should give one another a full opportunity to to be vulnerable and be who we are because how else are we gonna change the world i don't know I, i'm just rambling because i'm a gemini i mean no but that but that's but that's important though because that that's what that's what made me go okay like yeah i i do i do want to like interview you and like make sure like i i like keep up with you and, like what you're doing because like i i caught that energy from meeting you the very first time and i was like okay she's cool like i actually like her i also you know don't want to be i don't want to become uh one of the you know, stereotypical, um, people, like, I don't want to be that, it's just not who I am, mm-hmm. you know, so it's an active decision, too, it's like, you know, because we're in Hollywood, you know, you know, yeah. like I do, so it's like, you could walk around being, oh, yeah, like, I'd rather just stay, stay who I am, and, and, and right. love everybody. Yeah, I feel that, I feel that completely, I feel that completely. Okay. Unless you cross me. No. <laughs> I mean, hey, 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 hey. Don't, don't do it. Then it's, a, then it's just a cold wall. It's like, see you. <laughs> I had to learn how to do that, too. I had to learn how to say no. I had to learn how to put my foot down. I had to learn my own self-worth, which is a lot of what I talk about in my music, which mm-hmm. is for the purpose of inspiring that and other, other people who are going through it, you right. know? Okay. So with, so with that being said... um. What's Press Play about, though? Ooh. You're the first person asking this question. Actually, because I haven't been talking about it. Um, we teased it at the um, the the terrestrial radio at okay. 99.3. But we didn't get to talk about it at all. Well, the song, I guess, will already be out when this comes out, so I could tell you. Um, I was actually really sad when I wrote it. Mm. I was on my keyboard just kind of vibing out, crying. I am a crier. Um, I will cry it out. I will sing it out. I will scream it out. And then I'll get up and and go back at it. Mm -hmm. But just wanting to see a world full of love and peace and soul and music and passion. Um, So there are two different aspects to the record. Part of it's talking about more of the whole, like, letting the music come through me and then being the vessel for that and being being a channel of love and empowerment and sharing that with my listeners. And then the other part of it is the relationship aspect of being in that love relationship 
and being able to be that open mm-hmm. and yeah. stripping down all the layers and not and not having to turn off a part of myself just because of things that I may have been through, right? right? And because we don't get any further that way, like letting people who may have hurt us or or abused us in a way yeah. dictate how we are with our relationships moving forward because then they are always a part of our lives. Right. It's, yeah, that makes sense. It's crazy, right? And then there's the aspect of like music and celebrating music. And what it is to make music, create music, and share music. So the lyrics are kind of fun with that. There's okay. like multiple meanings. Okay, okay. But it's actually just like a, an R&B pop up-tempo. <laughs> so <laughs> you can miss all of that and just dance and drink and, you know, party, whatever. Um, yeah. I think I think the best songs, though, are that way. Where the once you actually get to listen to the words, you're like, wait. Wait, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I think a lot of a lot of people on, you know what I'm saying, on first listen, yes, you're listening to the words. But when you're hearing it outside, you know what I'm saying, you might not necessarily be listening. And then when you finally catch on, that's when it starts to, like, actually, like, hit home. Exactly. Yeah. So what is... I won't recite all the lyrics here, though, because y'all need to go play. Go Press play. <laughs> yeah, just go press play. So I can share that with y'all. Yeah, press play, okay? So listen, um, also, um, is there any anything you want to, like, last messages you want to leave the people with, you know? Wow. A last message for this uh, yes. Homeroom with Smooth to leave y'all with as a Gemini. <laughs> oh, okay. We could have a million last messages. It would probably just be to surrender to your purpose, if you can. Um, know that the vision that the creator put inside of you, put it there because it's what you're meant to be and do in the world and share. Mm-hmm. Um, even if the odds are stacked against you. And I know there's so many people who've had it like I did, or maybe not as bad, or maybe so much worse, right? Right. But the pain feels the same to each of us. Like no matter what, no matter what it is that we're going through, that's as much as we're capable of handling. We're put through those trials and tribulations to the fullest extent of what we're we're here to learn, right? Right. But holding true to that divine purpose mm-hmm. and just believing in your passion and staying true to who you are, even when the world tries to change you, tries to change me. Awesome. Awesome. I, and I don't like forget that. to check me out on that. Listen to Amanda on IG. Of course, my uh, management it's going to be like, make sure you plug that IG. So I'm at yeah. Listen to Amanda on IG. I'm trying to get more active on TikTok, y'all. But you got to understand, like, I'm like Phantom of the Opera when I get in the creative process. And uh, I, I'm not the best with the, the social stuff just yet, but I'm getting there. I, I can I can. Get it's, you. it's more fun with, with you, like with you, Smooth, but like mm-hmm. with, with the fans, followers, um, people that I get to share with because... When I see that they're getting something from my experience, it kind of like is a motivating factor. So, yeah. and they're also cute and like beautiful. So, y'all are so cute and beautiful and amazing and talented. Lots of talented fans. So, oh, yeah. I'm very thankful. All right. Well, guys uh, and gals, this has been episode number 271 of the Home Rules Move podcast. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Randall. Thank for you, on. Smooth. Thank you so Thank much. You. All right, see y'all later. Bye. Love you.